Hello and welcome back to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. My name is Basil. I am your host, your concerned host. I never thought we'd see the boys again. Take one life-changing trip to Japan and all of a sudden they're too good for their friends here at the Hidden Shadows. Nevertheless, they have returned. I am very happy, so are the other shadows here at the chamber. And at that, they've returned to review, to their great joy, all the MC Universe movies leading up to these monumental movies, Avengers Infinity Wars and The Endgame. Very excited. I saw it myself and I was very impressed at the lore, the magic, the martial arts that they used in it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, it was almost on par with the shit that we do out here as Hidden Shadows. But not quite, you know, our shit is a little more gangster. Sorry, I've been listening to a lot of the uh, hip hop music. quite like it, actually. Anyways, Nikonsi, Alex, Khan, aka Gaming Guru, aka Junior, are here in the studio and they are ready, they are hungry to review these movies and they will be back to review the endgame. Very excited to hear that, hear their thoughts on them. I know you are. And um, I'm just so happy to have them back. All right. This is our episode, the MC Universe Movie movie World Review. I don't know the name that we gave it, but I'm sure it'll be a great name in post-edit. Enjoy the episode. for the first time since I've been gone. It's been a long time. Since you've been gone, I can't breathe for the first time. We're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. Now I know. Now I know. I know who I am. am. Since you've been gone. There's a timeline where we both Definitely were in key, and there's a timeline where where we were we, harmonizing. Yeah, and in there's that another key. one where we straight up butchered the song yep. way worse than this. And there was another one where we sang it in Mandarin, and that's the one I'd like to go to. Really, Mandarin? That one's so hard. Yeah, I can sing it in Spanish. Oh, okay, do it. Do it. Desde que te fuiste. Fuiste. <laughs> puedo respirar por la primera vez. Sounds like everything is awesome in a little, <laughs> doesn't it? Muy yeah. fer- fuerte. Muy fuerte, gracias. Muy fuerte. Sí, su uh, uh, Mi pantalón es un fuego. Eh, sí. Uh, lechuga. Lechuga, yep. Uh, pants on fire. Lettuce. La Chica Fuego. The Small Fire. <laughs> this is the podcast where we just have our friends say random shit in Spanish, and I 
translate it for you. Le Chico Fuerte, uh, Le Chico Caliente. The strong, small, and the small, hot. Muy biblioteca. (laughs) Very library. (laughs) (laughs) We miss you. That's amazing. I'm I'm glad to be back, you fucking animals. Where the heck have you been? I've been in Japón. That was a fantastic story. Thanks. Uh, you guys can hear the whole story on Sidetrack Podcast. Check out that episode soon. Yes. Ooh, when he is yeah. not let jet lagged. Yeah, oh, my God. That's so, wait. Do you, so, if if you get jet lagged enough, is that just a new timeline? Am I living in an alternate timeline while living in the same timeline as you guys? The timeline that you guys were living in before I left for Japan? Yeah. Depends on... How wide your third eye is? Uh, Not your whispering eye. <laughs> Not your whispering eye. Your third eye. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did your eyes change while you were <laughs> gone? I'm just kidding. That's a fucked yeah. up joke. It's a yeah. fucked up joke. Yeah. People need to stop with their <laughs> they fucked need up to, jokes. Mm. Mm. Or is your third mm. eye blind? Most people's third Damn eye. Man, I can't think of a third eye blind song. Is blind. Because you are and third eye blind, baby, blind. Jump in that you're gonna be the one friend. that saves me. Yeah, yeah, that's the third eye blind song. Cause yo, my Patty would fucking smack me upside the head. That's like her favorite brand. Brand or <laughs> brand. Is she going to reach into this timeline where she came to see the movie with us? <laughs> Let's just get this straight. Let's just get this straight. She came in every timeline. Oh! <laughs> fist bumps to that one. Hey. What was I going to say? Oh, so the only thing that I will say about the trip was the phrase of the, that was the theme for the whole trip was Toire wa doko desu And if you want to find out what the fuck that means, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not going <laughs> to. Don't worry, you little bunnies. I'm going to give you the carrot. It just means where's the bathroom. Yeah. That's it. That was what we asked the most, I think, statistically speaking. Today, I'm okay. First of all, what we watched the Avengers Endgame. And here's the thing about when people watch these monumental movies as movie reviewers, they're like, oh, I just I can't do a spoiler uh, review. I just got to put it out there as quick as possible, guys. We're not like that. We're going to. We're going to take this movie in all its entirety. Yeah, we are going to talk about spoilers, but we're going to dissect it. So, again, if you hadn't heard in the intro, this is going to be a spoiler-filled podcast. So, turn it off right now. Okay, so for those, who, for those of you who did, yeah. did, didn't turn it off, yeah, that means you watched the movie or... You're a fool and you like spoilers, but that's okay. I like you. That's you like living life on the uh, on the end game. On the end. Oh, good, good, good callback. So we're they gonna saw fourteen billion different futures, and they chose this one where they listened to our podcast. So shout out to you. Continue to support us. Thank you, Doctor <laughs> Strange. This movie was epic. This movie was sad. This movie was sadly happy there's a lot of things it was an end to an era and i'm surprised by how much humor we actually got to fit in yeah 
in three hours and that it didn't, didn't like and it didn't feel forced <laughs> yeah yeah rocket is the guy how did thor become like start off as the lamest cringiest like fish out Avenger? of water he was the fish out of water and then he became the <laughs> ideal ideal human man he in... was the funniest <laughs> but he was the funniest like avenger for me i think it's because it's so easily relatable (laughs) you have to thank the writers of thor ragnarok that was his his major comeback honestly yes yeah he did so good and this like this kind of humble thor is like i i love this thor i love this because the first movie the humor is there but it's fish out of water so we kind of don't get all of it like Mm-hmm. It's not as funny to us. And we got so many origin stories. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how you felt about the first few Marvel movies? Yeah. Um, Iron Man was dope. Yeah. Could watch it over and over. Uh, Captain America was decent, but probably wasn't going to watch it again. And Thor was like, I just muscled through it. And it's because we already know their origin stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Oh, but even even if I didn't, like I was just like, eh, this is a decent, okay movie. But I, what Disney was so brilliant at doing was that they had that after the preview or after the credits, like sneak previews for what's to come in the next movie, and that's how they fucking hooked me, and it was genius. Now, if you go back and watch the movies, uh, differently, the key is watching it differently, um then it becomes more entertaining. Yeah. Like, like it's in this. What do you mean? In, like going back to watch Captain America, mm-hmm. the way they tell his origin story is really well done. If you watch only the Captain America films, uh, they treat it as a, his trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I can honestly say that Captain America was, was, you know, one of my faves. He's supposed to be the most mundane character. He really is. He's like, I was born in Brooklyn. I'm a white boy. Yeah. I went and fought in World War Two. Just kidding. I went and fought in World War Two, and then I got frozen for 80 years or however long. And I came back out of the ice. And everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is really one of the most basic characters. He is. And like, he's not the strongest, right? He's like, like um, the peak of human, like just of a human. Yeah. Well, he yeah, he does have super strength. He, he does, has, he, no, yeah, yeah, right. But compared to everybody else's super no. strength, he's like one of the weaker ones. It's just his morality is the strongest. His morality and his fucking stubbornness. His, his God damn you it. say stubbornness, but other people, including myself, would call it willpower because that's kind of like. The reason that Batman and Green Lantern are some of the most powerful characters, quote, in DC, is they just have sheer strength of will. Like, they don't need Superman's actual superpowers because they have the determination to get their jobs done. That kind of deal. And by golly, can he get anybody to follow him? Yes. Also, goodbye golly there. Yeah. That was a, yeah. This is a very Captain America of you. Yeah. Ant-Man's like, he just, he did it again. He does that so well. <laughs> just talking. <laughs> Rocket, man, he's really good at that. Yeah. yeah I, I love 
Scott Lang. I love the way that he's been introduced and the character that we have to deal with is just this dad. <laughs> like, Yeah, he for sure is just like a dad. Like, right? Um, okay, so let's let's jump into it. Do, do we just want to make this a special only, you know, since the movie was three hours long, let's just make this a whole. Ep- we're we're going to make it. This is a special. Let's We should talk about the movie, but we should also talk about uh as we do it talk about all the movies that led to it just a little bit okay i'm done because they give a nod to every single movie do you have a list there it looks like you have a list there. i do have um, a list i love it when the content i has have lists. a crazy crazy oh. list all right kick it off okay so um <clears throat> Okay, okay, this we're gonna do a quick what you remember, okay? This is gonna be a very quick what you remember. Okay, just quick thoughts. Okay, so first film came out two thousand eight, uh Iron Man. What'd you think? First Iron Man. Iron Man was great. Uh it definitely like Robert Downey Jr. made you fall in love with that character and defined it so fully right at the beginning. Right. And depending on uh how much uh, comic book history you have people uh kind of a negative but not necessarily like it's just a different critical point uh people didn't li- like some people didn't like tony stark's snarkiness in the first movie that said it still is like it's still part of a character and it's not overly snarky is what i was trying to get to that one. Yeah, yeah. what i do remember is that that was one of the first after the credit previews that led into Thor. Where you were like, oh, we're getting hammer. more. The next one, The Incredible Hulk with uh, Edward Norton. Have you actually rewatched? I've rewatched it recently. It's not that bad. I like, I like Edward Norton yeah. as Bruce Banner. I, actually, I thought it was good. Yes, he was a really good Bruce Banner uh, and I did enjoy this movie. I thought it was right, you know, tenfold. And it came better. after the really bad Incredible Hulk movie. Oh, this was like, oh, I don't think it can. We can get a better Incredible Hulk movie. I don't even know how it got the second movie. Uh, there's a remake. That's yeah, why yeah. it was a remake. It was a remake. It was it was just to get rid of the old one. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, so it was fresh. Mm. Yeah. This is was for the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. After that came Iron Man two. Which got lackluster reviews. I I liked some of it, but didn't really like it because it sped through his um, alcoholism instead of spending more time on it. They should have definitely touched on that. And Black Widow in that movie was just the sexual appeal. But she came on screen with some crazy action scenes. She did. But she definitely had like the sexy after pose, you know what I mean? Like yes. I'm in a leather a like hero landings and yeah. stuff. It was yeah. definitely very like, cheesy. Here's my tits. I think they were tra- they were trying to portray how she is in the comics. She is a spy. Yeah. So think of how James Bond mm-hmm. is with females. He is. Yeah. I guess Black he's a Widow lot of is that the sexual appeal for sure. Yeah, and the just. Just but tactical and fights right. and does whatever, but still, yeah. That was uh, that was John Favreau's. Uh, he did direct that one, right? Iron Man and Iron Man Two, yeah. Okay, so I mean, he. I think after that one, he stopped taking 
director's seats for some of the other MCU stuff, but he is an executive producer, so he does have a decent amount of say what's going on. That said, I still really liked Iron Man 2. It's not Iron Man 1, it's not Iron Man 3, but you needed it. You needed mm-hmm. it to get an introduction to more characters. Next was Thor. It was good. Uh, I don't remember much of it, but from what I do remember, it was a cool, like, you know, you're you're calling back to, like, old, old-timey old civilizations. I loved when he was in Asgard. Asgard, that was the badass. Yeah. Yeah. When, it, when he got to Earth, okay, I, I still liked it, but I thought that the main villain they chose was kind of eh. Yeah. A lot of the, I found, I've. I felt like a lot of the Marvel films, um, it's less about the villains and more about the character, the yeah. main character. Because a lot of the villains, they kind of just didn't spend much time on them. Iron Man 2 was the same way. Whiplash was the main villain. But he they, they didn't make you feel connected with the main villain at all. Yeah. And that kept going for a while. It did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was Captain America, the first Avenger, which... I really liked uh, Red Skull. Red Skull was which dope. Was played by um, Agent Smith, whatever that guy's name. Hugo Weaving, Elrond. There you go. Yeah, Elrond. But uh, <laughs> that's see when you watch my favorite Avengers mo- or my favorite Marvel movie is Winter Soldier. Yes, because the way they mine too, mine too. The way they uh, took real life situations, which was basically how uh, the world is Big Brother, mm-hmm. how they're always watching you. Yes, that's the main story of Winter Soldier. Also, just the fight scenes in that were amazing. <sighs> uh, cinematography and I mean, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but when you watch that movie, it lets you appreciate the first, the Captain America, the first Avenger more. Yes. Because you see the beginning of Captain America and what he stands for. Yeah. But also, that end credit scene for Captain America, when he just shows up after the after the ice and he's he runs out of the building and he looks around and he's like, where the fuck am I? That was amazing. And then it, right. boom, ends. And then you're like, guess what, bitches? Avengers. Yes. Right. Which, seeing Avengers for the first Very... time amazing like, you never yes. <laughs> you would never dream that you would see all of them on screen it was one of the first times something like that was done and it was done so well uh the first go i i feel like i can go back watch it and still enjoy the shit out of it yeah a little sidebar from from that is uh we were talking you know we were talking earlier about uh kept watching all of the captain america movies if you watch captain america Avengers, Winter Soldier, like Civil War, like if you just watch all this in 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 any order. Captain America appearance, yeah. like in order, very different story from watching, I like all of the Iron Man movies and watching the Avengers included. I might do like, that. It's a very strange but really well done experience that they gave us these origin stories that in Iron Man and Captain America's case were phenomenal yeah and then show us the interaction and growth of their character throughout all of these films what do we have after the avengers after the avengers comes iron man 3 which i really liked yeah one of my favorite iron man movies uh because they the story development Mm -hmm. they spent a lot more time on polishing uh 
just one plot. Yes. A lot of the other, the beginning Marvel films had like two or three plots going on at once. Yes. Which never goes well. It's like Spider-Man 3. Mm. Are you juggling a bunch of a bunch of villains in one movie? It's like, e- take it easy. Emotive yeah, Maguire. they're fitting too much. The next one was Thor, The Dark World, which I always forget about this movie. You do? Because, yeah, I try... The, the cinematography in that movie is fantastic. They have amazing scenes in Asgard. But for some reason... I always just kind of skip over that film. I need to rewatch it because I feel like it was, it, I think it was a good movie. I think, I mean, Natalie Portman was in it and I really like Natalie Portman. And then that one girl from Two Broke Girls is there. She's funny. She, she is, is funny. Her scenes with Thor are hilarious. Yeah. And uh, and and then you just kind of see the, the bond. You, you appreciate the bond between him and Loki. I remember the Dark World, this uh, Thor two, the most, uh, because in my mind, Thor one was good, but it was also a very boring origin story prior to Asgard, like being in Asgard. Like we get it, he's a fish out of water. There was nothing really interesting about it because there's no development of character. He's still like, ah, yes, I'm a god, and I'm becoming aware that there are troubles in Midgard. Like, that's pretty much the entire character, but the depth of his character expands exponentially in the second movie, because all of a sudden, now you, like, understand, oh, he also has these weird ties, like, familial ties throughout all of Asgard. Like, he is going to be a king. He is... The pressure. Yeah, he is feeling this pressure, taking responsibilities for things, but still trying to do what he thinks is right. Yeah. See, when you say it like that, I need to rewatch it. Let's yeah. rewatch it. I'm yeah. done. And then, of course, this is where the Russo brothers come in. Captain America Winter Soldier. <sighs> Probably oh, one of the best. Phenomenal <laughs> movie. See, the thing about this movie is it is a good movie, even if you don't tie it to superheroes. Like It's like a army movie, like a military-based movie. Science yeah. fiction, mm-hmm. all of it. Really With good. amazing fight scene oh man i don't know who choreographs all of captain america's stuff but they are on point every single time it's just such a great combination of like grappling and striking because, you just like yeah. to watch captain america i'm like wow that's like, crazy i'm curious to to look more into depth for that because a lot of the shield work is also natural that's the thing about the way the fight scenes go he uses it not only defensively in a lot of those fight scenes, but you can see him proactively figuring out, oh, like, I can chuck this thing. Or, How to be oh, off- offensive I, with right? it. Just no, that's offensive, right? Offensive. Offensive. Because uh, uh, despite the fact that people forget that it's still a weapon, like, then bam, he just hits you with the rim of that thing. Like, that's I want to give, I want to piggyback off of what you're saying, and I want to shout out to a new character up and coming who's also a shield hero. We're talking about No Fumi from uh, Rise of the shield hero oh, bless Tateno Yusha. Uh, dude don't knock the shield man i know you can't use a sword i know they've made it to where you can only use the shield he's but a big dork there's ways to, to just watch some captain america bitch <laughs> that's all next a very very amazing game changer where they started using uh a lot of music Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Prior to this, 
a lot of the music is just a lot of cinema music. It's and lots of horns, like, oh, lots of all right, like lots of cool things. Nothing but, spectacular, nothing right? memorable. It's very orchestrated. Mm-hmm. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. Whoom. Like, did you mean we have good music in the world already? Like, do you want to? We want to change up the way you feel about movies. Okay, here you go. Oh, who, download this soundtrack. Okay, so the nice thing about this uh, movie was that they took a break from the what was the stereotypical. Uh, superhero movie and they just made fun of themselves and had fun with it was almost like breaking the fourth door without really doing it but in a sense they did they were just kind of making fun of the the concept of it and they weren't real heroes they were just kind of just aliens they're just they're just people trying to do their thing and live their life yeah and then Oh, now we're superheroes? You know, well, they what? accidentally <laughs> fell into yeah. the role of saving the galaxy. And so. all of them were all of them were just such intricate characters yeah. with with crazy with backstories that you just connected with all of them. Yes. And the way uh James Gunn directed Guardians of the Galaxy, it was like, I don't think I've seen something like this. Well, you didn't, because you never seen a a really really. This is a comic book movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Everything else was okay. Superheroes were used to seeing superheroes, um, like Superman, uh, but then they just took us into space. Yeah. So everything was unfamiliar. Yes, and but at the same time, they're like, all right, we're gonna introduce you to this world, and we're gonna let you know at the end or you know during the movie why it's connected which i think still speaks volumes about james guns james guns work uh as a director and uh the soundtrack itself there like you said we go into space we don't know jack about that we have literally all sorts of other media to tell us that we don't know anything about space we go into space and how does it tie us all home we listen to old 80s music like that really really makes it easy to put yourself into the movie. He did such a good job of emo- emotionally connecting you to Quill's story. Like, you're just like immediately hooked. A bitch. You just wanted to root for him. Yeah. The whole hey, time. Uh, DC, congratulations on him directing fucking The Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. You, guess what? I'm going to go watch it. I still haven't watched the first one. I'm missing. Um, <laughs> you, you only had, there's only one part you have to see. What's that? Uh, just Deadshot. Will Smith has Deadshot. Oh, yeah. His yeah. scenes are all cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much I, it. Like, I Will think Smith the, so the cool. reason why it's such a big thing was because of Margot Robbie. Oh, yes. Watch Harley her. Quinn. Watch her scenes, too. She is fantastic as Margot Robbie, which is why she's getting her own Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, that's exciting. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. What Margot is it called? Robbie. Birds of Prey? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's going to be a cool one. Like, but we're here to talk about Marvel. What's the yes, next one? Next one is... Oh, Talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, this is where they start to really, really bring in Thanos. Yes. And the first time you see that, you're like, oh, shit, that's the big villain that they're building? Yeah. What the? How are they going to do that? That's crazy. Because I think Dark World, uh, wa- Thor's Dark World was like our first kind of reveal into that. I think that's when we get revealed to the... Uh, Infinity Stones. The Infinity Stone, pro- like, proper. Yeah. Um... Because and I think Avengers one technically touches on the tes- Tesseract being something crazy. Mm-hmm. When is the first time that Thanos shows up in the after credits? I can't remember right now. Pretty sure it's in 
I think it's in the Avengers. It's in the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, what do we have after Guardians? Did we touch on what was after Guardians? No, not yet. I lost the spot. Not yet. I lost back. the spot. Back. Dang it. Dang it. We're going to go over there. Okay. Oh, you oh. We, should Jaime, we should have had Jaime get us on oh, no. the board. You see, this is why I don't trust iPads. <laughs> Maybe I, I should go a uh, tablet. <gasps> what do you think the the first tablet was? Do you think it had like actual tactile buttons? Okay, next was Avengers: Age of Ultron, second Avengers film. Yes, this movie was legit. Yes, it was also um, this. This was made by Joss Whedon, directed it, Bless. who was famous Bless. for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. Firefly. And they needed somebody to kind of spark things up after Thor The Dark World got mediocre reviews. Okay. And they and Joss Whedon got the reins for Avengers Age of Ultron. It, Ultron was a fantastic villain, the concept of him. And... The fun, I think the funnest part about this movie too was that he gave us the opportunity to live with the Avengers in their mundane times when they're just like interacting and joking around. I think like I was like a giddy little kid enjoying that like oh my heroes are together and talking and joking. This is so cool. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Vision. Yeah. Vision was awesome. Definitely was the the power level that whatever he had was taken down a notch for the future movies i think one of my favorite things that became a kind of tumblr meme and just in general a pretty iconic moment is the joke of science bros was it they existed in the first age uh in the first avengers movie which science bros being mark ruffalo's uh ruffalo's Oh, Hulk. Bruce Banner and, yeah. and Tony Stark. Yes. Right? And then, like, it really solidifies in the second movie because mm-hmm. they're like, nobody else here gets it. What are you talking about? Gamma radiation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then after that came Ant Man. Brilliant. Yes. I freaking. <laughs> they like... switched the storytelling with Ant Man. They made it, oh, it was extremely comedic, but one of my favorite scenes is when um, one of the, the Scott Lang's friends is telling the, the heist. Yes. They, they changed it into a heist film. The, yeah. The superhero heist film. It was great. And he just... <laughs> show, movie Michael, was like, yeah, Michael Pena? Yeah, yeah Michael, Pena. Michael Pena. He's like, yeah. okay, so like, like they were going to go over to the house, and I couldn't believe it because he was like this... Dude, it was he. Who was this that directed it? Uh, it was uh Peyton Reed. Okay, did he do the second one too? He did the second one. Dude, it was so brilliant of a technique and hilarious. And it caught me off guard completely. I didn't. Yeah, I feel like once uh they made uh Captain America: The Winter Soldier. All the films after that were on fire. Yeah. yeah. They were they started yeah. becoming different films by themselves. Because in the first phase one, all the superhero films felt like superhero films. Yeah. You like, you kinda knew what to expect. Yes. And I think that really goes to show like how capable they were of taking feedback from their audiences and how much they cared about the projects that they wanted to continue to improve. Right. 
like t- t- you know till we got to what we got to now you phase know? phase two and then on to phase three yes every film was uh pretty unique yes uh then ant-man was the last film of phase two then captain america civil war was phase three the beginning of phase three which is pretty much another avengers film so what do we remember from that it was basically uh what's his name steve rogers Mm -hmm. was caught between the avengers and bucky this is another russo uh brothers directed film yes we get introduced to you know spider-man which everybody was excited for yeah the only thing i didn't like about civil war was because i read the comics Mm. and civil war is huge in the comics because they have um not just uh superheroes but also mutants Oh, okay, X Men. Yes, mm-hmm. and people who defend the galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and uh, Tony wanted to register everyone, but you can't do that with mutants or or superheroes because people like Peter Parker, their family, his family's gonna get killed. Yeah, yeah. His villains hate him. Yes, it's like uh, if let's say Batman had a big family, even though he doesn't, he just has Alfred the Butler. Way well, to remind a big family. But if he had an Aunt May, <laughs> yeah. If Batman had an Aunt May and his villains are crazy. He'd be like, no. And they found not. out who Batman was to go after Aunt May. Even even though Batman is essentially DC Universe's yeah. Iron Man, Batman. He, would, he wouldn't be down for that. No, he wouldn't. Yeah. He would not be. He'd be like, Tony, no. <laughs> no, Tony. Because the thing is... Sorry, that Tony, I had something in my throat. No. The, the thing is, is that take it a step further and say that he, even if he was... Batman is full of contingency plans. He would literally have a contingency plan. If this whole thing goes south, he blows the whole thing up. He would have it all set up. That's the thing about Batman is he's always prepared. Yeah. Like, he's a little, little bat boy, boy scout. I have to go back and watch Civil War because at the time I didn't like I I thought it was okay. Mm. Because um, Captain America is supposed to die in Civil War. Right. Yeah. Which I felt the most when I was reading the comics. Of course, they didn't. They didn't do that in Civil War. And also, um, everybody is supposed to fight the Scroll invasion of the aliens right. in Civil War. Right. Which they did not do that. They mm-hmm. did. I don't even think they uh, really put the Scroll in there. They did not. No, we they only did, get we, introduced at Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's it. They just introduced the scrolls. The way that the story was going, it made sense not to. Yes, because there's it wasn't old enough yet. Yeah. So, um, which, oh, we got which made sense. We got Black Panther for the first time. Yes, which in, was amazing. Civil War, which, yeah, and Spider Man's scene was amazing. It was great. It was great. That that moment when uh, uh, Bucky punches him with his robotic arm and spider-man blocks it and he's just like what, what? the you got fuck? an arm you got the <laughs> voice of a 13 year old and you blocked my punch sir <laughs> this does not compute uh after that came uh dr strange yes which i i really loved dr strange i really loved that movie i think dr strange's rewatch value and just the lore in that well just that superhero was just amazing because you don't i I mean i'm I'm probably just stupid but when i watched the first time around i'm like okay that was good but i need to watch this again so i fully understand everything well for me it is 
I'm that guy. You watched like, Sherlock Holmes three times, and I was like, yeah, I'm still. F- <laughs> I thought in the last movie I understood this shit. Turns out I didn't. Like, <laughs> God, make your but point. What, like, where, how did, how was it the maid in the bathtub with the, the candle uh, holder that was electrified by a toothbrush from 50 yards? Like, how? <laughs> how could it happen? Also, they had electricity back then? Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the reason that I th- found Doctor Strange's movie to be incredibly iconic is because. We are, for the most part, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point, bewildered by what we could consider magic or spirituality. Yes. Because even Asgard, which is mythological, mm-hmm. has its roots in being technology. Yeah. Which I've mentioned a couple times before when we watch other movies, but at a certain point, sci-fi is magic. Right? Yeah. Look at Star Wars. Star Wars is like, what's the force? It's, it's fucking magic. But Space like, magic. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right? Uh, which, by the way, he mentions in uh, in the Endgame. Like, it's yeah. space magic. Like, come on. <laughs> no, that was so great. I loved how you got into the magic, magical aspect of it. Because you're right. We were in this, like, very, in this reality that is the avengers or you know right mcu Where we have insane science which can be pseudo explained res- reasonably to cont- be contained in well, magic yeah. Let's go and, or in science uh-huh. and then again thor is the most magical but even that is like he mentions asgardian technology like, yeah it, he it is science it's just that he's just in a different realm and yeah. in dr strange's the sect that he joins it was it was supernatural magic multi-dimensions time Mm -hmm. all these crazy concepts that i'm just like give me more i want to learn more about this shit which minor pause sidebar like justice league dark was amazing like another dc film we just like our comic books okay we're such nerds (laughs) okay we love dc and marvel but with doctor strange it brought in the other aspect of superhero or of comic book movies Mm. which is more supernatural right um which so now they have space they have the science fiction right they have the regular uh superheroes and then they have uh, other realm superheroes, and now they have supernatural heroes. Yeah. Which, at this point, they were like, <laughs> the reason why they were able to bring out all these movies is because people accepted phase one of Marvel. It's very methodical. And then very they, well they were like, okay, now that we got their f- their feet wet, now we can really bring comic book movies to the f- to the cinema. Yeah. And they did. Uh, after that came Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Two, The Celestials, which oh, such a good movie, great, too. so oh, they, such a good, yeah. such a good standalone movie, let alone a follow up. Yeah, like, yes. it doesn't suffer from sequelitis, and that's why it's so amazing. First of all, I've only watched it once, and uh, I need I need to take it was it was really good. But I'm so afraid of like not enjoying it the second time because I watched it too close together. Because those jokes, 
I was crying. They're hilarious. I was crying. All of them together are. I'm. I was dying. Drax kills me every time. Drax was hilarious. Dude. Okay, okay. In Avengers Endgame, when you just see Drax and he's just stabbing the monster, I'm like, this freaking is. I'm dying. I'm oh laughing. I'm I, that, was, that I already knew when we watched it the first time that that's the scene that was gonna have Alex like crack up, and then when we watched it the second time. Alex looks at me. <laughs> what were you saying? Someone like I leaned over him. Or... I'm like, he's literally a space cholo. Yeah, <laughs> he's like... just shank, 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 bitch. Like <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> what is this a fucking prison? <laughs> and then after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the movie everybody was waiting for, mm-hmm. Spider Man Homecoming. Again, such a unique movie from everything else that was going on because yeah all these other characters are very developed this is a remake like the second remake but and the third yeah the third the third sorry and the fifth yeah uh sorry the third and you had him experience the civil war and and he got his feet wet with the world that Iron Man, Thor, and and, and uh, Captain America was the already in. The world that in. exists outside of Brooklyn. And and then you take him back to his little neighborhood, his little reality, his high school, the shit that's affecting him personally, and we just get to live in that little pocket with him. Right. And 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 watch him develop his superpowers and, and watch him struggle. Holy fuck. This is very important to the way Homecoming was told is we have been through Spider-Man's origin stories multiple, multiple times. times. Um, and despite, despite the fact that some people don't love Tom Holland's Spider-Man because like we've had three now. He's Spider-Man. Like, you're right. The uh, Even though I love Andrew Garfield. I love Andrew Garfield. And I do love... I like how they filmed... Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. He had fantastic action scenes too. And and one-liners. That was Spider-Man. <laughs> that was, that was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, what I was saying is that Tom Holland's Spider-Man could not exist being told the way the other two were. Like the part of the story that they tell with Tom Holland Spider-Man is that no, we've already established like he's been doing things in New York. He experienced Avengers 1 by still being in New York. And now he gets brought into Civil War and like, oh, I'm no longer like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Homecoming happens and then Infinity War happens. Like, Yeah, <laughs> I again, I really loved how relatable of a character or how relatable Tom Holland's was because... Um, I mentioned this before, but one of my favorite scenes was when the whole parking garage structure collapsed on top of him and you just hear him panicking, like really panicking. Yeah, feels the the oh, have you ever been fucking like like body piled by your cousins like at a birthday party and you're just like, Oh, like too much this is too much, I'm suffocating. No, that was that times a, a million. You just bench press them. So yeah, no. make it work. Even though Spider Man could yeah. bench press it, he's just like you're I'm only your cousins, but not the rubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he was like, I'm gonna be crushed and nobody he's screaming for help. Yeah. Nobody could hear him. And incredible and a, a vulnerable superhero. Whew. How about 
just homecoming in general, how they switched the meet the parents story. That was brilliant. <laughs> you go meet the parents and the parents of the girl you're taking out is uh, the, the super villain. villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was the, intense. He was a good he, villain. He was. Batman. And yeah, Batman's a that good was villain. Batman. Batman is a good villain. The Michael, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. That's Batman. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All um, these Batman references I'm just making just for this film. Now, uh, you were mentioning that in, in other movies, the villains weren't very, like, they, they didn't explore them very much. Mm, they do in the comics, not and so much in the Marvel films. The movies, yes. They spend more time on the main character and not as much time on the villain. The drive behind this villain was very real. Yes. Is a dude who was sick of what the fuck the heroes were doing and then he found a way to take the the destruction that the that was co- going on because of the Avengers and and become profitable from it even if it might have not been legal. He's like I'm going to find a way to like be a good provider and a good father right that's the that's the positive side of the coin that you can relate to very easily is he's he's trying to do his job as a father yeah the negative side comes from like actual greed ends up rearing its head throughout Mm -hmm. the movie easily like yeah it like just because it's easy doesn't mean you should do it and not saying that stealing space alien god magic tech is easy but like he starts he definitely to gets, gets on that like avarice. Right? Yeah, he starts to like value people less, and that's where I think his downfall was. It's interesting because at the time of this movie, and um, within those those a few years, is is where people started to accept um, psychoanalyzing villains, and then they made them more relatable. Yeah, because you you're like fuck i kind of get it right i can see why that person would go down that path Mm -hmm. and it only takes thank you for elaborating more on what i said because people are like what the fuck alex (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate you (laughs) um anyway okay so that was spider-man homecoming after that oh they're just on a roll thor ragnarok oh jesus christ best thor hulk movie ever i still can't believe you got to see that Where, where was it in europe didn't you see that? Oh, I saw day? I saw it in Amsterdam. Yeah. Really? A week early. Wow. That was when I, I was see. in Amsterdam. What which is f- man, time goes by fast. Right? 2017 is when it wow. came out. Like Thor yeah. Ragnarok was it just it was insane. We it were was, getting to have fun with I, our music. Oh, I love Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, you got to have fun with Thor as like he's kinda he's he's getting into his own rhythm. He's kind of figuring himself out as uh, you know, an heir. And then spoiler alert in Endgame, he gets the beer gut. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like, and and just kind of dealing with his brother, he's like, all right, you f- you fucked me enough times. I kind of I kind of get what's going on with at, you. At this point, you also love Loki. That guy is hilarious. Loki's great. He's freaking hilarious. I I've always loved him. Me too. But you really like you're like yes, Loki's he's like ah oh, Loki. I can watch. I want a solo film of just you because you're crazy. All his you greatest do- like characteristics are just brought out and he, just he's the god of uh what mischief. he's just a trickster Mis- yeah. mischief yeah which is i love it yeah like, yes that's the that's part of the thing about the personality that they give loki for mcu is that you can be the god of mischief without being evil yeah 
and in Thor Ragnarok especially, like, oh, you're not the worst thing in the world. When you're like, a god, you're like, what really is evil? I'm just trying to have a good time. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Loki, he's like, eh, people die, people live. I'm just going to you know, have a good time. Huh? Check this out. <laughs> I didn't kill him personally. Like, come on. I like it when he pretends to be Captain America. He just... That's <clears throat> okay, it's hilarious. That's okay. America's ass. After that, <sighs> another game changer. Yes. Black Panther. Black Panther was uh, great. Soundtrack, um, executive produced uh, by Kendrick Lamar and his his uh, crew, Top Dog Entertainment. <sighs> Have you guys gone back and watched it yes. a second time? Still yeah. good. It was good? Yeah. It's fire. Okay. I need to watch it a second time. Especially Michael B. Jordan. He's good. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. He's crazy. The first time I he's watched really it, good. incredibly relatable character. Very he easily is. relatable. Second time I watched it, and the past times after that, because I've watched it a billion times now, like you really understand the root of the character comes from America's greed and racist, racial, racial systems. Uh we I connect with this film a lot because of being a minority. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. You can see how you could easily wind up In as Killmonger. Yeah. Yeah. Um That film is very poetic. You need to go back and watch I'm it. I'm gonna rewatch it and I'm I'm remembering uh, the whole uh aspect with him and his father. Damn that scene. Yeah. When he reconnected with his dad, like through that ritual to gain the powers. It was uh Wakanda forever. Oh. <laughs> it was emotional, yeah. man. I was like, fuck, dude. Like if things were different, it just one little thing was different. He one wouldn't little, be one little one thing, little thing. different timeline. Yeah. Alternate all, different realities. After that, we are treated with another Russo Brothers film. Avengers Infinity War. Yes. I don't even know how we got three movies in 2018. That's magical. So already Avengers Infinity War, you already know it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seeing all of those superheroes in a movie at once, you're like, what the heck? Like, and actually getting good screen time. I really wish that they would let us watch back-to-back in theaters uh, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. I mean, yeah. I know it would be five, five hours in the theater, um, maybe six, maybe six. But here's what I really loved about this was again, uh, the the three kind of like the leaders of the Avengers, right? Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Uh, they are just kind of they're challenged in these movies. They're always challenged, and they have to go against their... They have to question themselves. They, yes, right? Iron Man is trying to start his life with Pepper. and But fuck, he's... Dude, there's a giant donut in the sky that's going to destroy the world. And like, Pepper, I got to go. I'm so sorry. Oh, feels. It's so sad. Yeah, and... And then, oh, hey, uh, how about Doctor Strange and, and Tony Stark? How about that dynamic? Two narcissists walk into a bar. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> like they were talking to themselves. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was a great... I really, really enjoyed the way they ended up doing those scenes. Like It was brilliant. It was 
amazing. Fucking Benedict Cumberbatch is the best ever. He's great. Uh, Spider-Man was blast in that movie. Um, nice job, Tom Holland. The the thing between Gamora and Quill, that was, whoa. You know what I mean? That was real. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It was like the they movie. figured out how to tell these stories. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then, and then they let you feel for Thanos. You That's were the like, crazy part. You are like, damn. Well, he, he's not wrong. He's, but like, he's not right. Yeah. It's I like, mean, the reason why he's doing everything, I can see it. But just like Killmonger, he's just, there's a better way to do it. There is a better way. And his way will obviously, like, the, the, the benefits will come a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. But is it the right thing to do? Just um, because it comes fast. Yeah. Um, very, very simple tools need being used simply. Like a hammer and nail are easily the most simple tools that we will ever have as mankind. And you don't see people coming up with new hammer technology every 10 years, like every two years because it does the thing we need it to do. And in that same kind of line of thought, Thanos thinks of himself as the hammer who hits the nail. He gets, he, it's not what he wanted to do, but it needed to be done to hold literally the fabric of reality, getting rid of half of the population in the universe, you know, all of finite resources become more finite or I mean remain finite but don't consume as much now after, as logical <laughs> after that shocking ending of Infinity War we are treated to a movie that takes place before Avengers Infinity War to explain what happens later in Avengers Endgame and that is Ant-Man and the Wasp great movie Brilliant. really cool like, villain they oh had the villains goodness. down at this point Yes. Right. Where you can connect with the villain. You're like, oh, well, I don't know who to root for. Just kidding. I'm going to root for the superhero, but I like this villain. Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I actually really like Lawrence Fishburne in there. And just, I mean, cementing that Paul Rudd is a very iconic. Like, he is Scott Light. Dude, he's, he's amazing. Such a, Paul such a Rudd. Dude. He's got. Like, <laughs> they chose him for a reason, and it's because of his comedic timing. Yes, that guy is hilarious. He's a genius. You just you just want to be his friend. I want to hang out with Paul Rudd. I do too. Uh, after Paul Rudd, we are now uh, on. Oh, wait, to, wait, wait. Yes, how they how the how artistically and how well did they did the end of the movie, right when he was in the quantum realm? Oh, that was mind blowing. Yeah, to bring uh, the quantum realm into it. Yeah, and. And then when he's in there and, uh, you know, Thanos snaps his fingers, you know, and then his whole family's gone. Yeah, that shit. Everybody in the entire, there's not a single silent person You're in that like, movie theater. Everyone's like, oh, shit. What? Right? Yeah. Um, sorry, I just wanted to touch on that. Which is crazy because then you're like, oh, what do I feel more? Do I feel the movie more... Um, watching it before Avengers or after? You feel it more after you watch Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, I think that release-wise, it was definitely the right choice because the weight of not only the explanation, like, not only the little thread that becomes the solution to Endgame, but also you feel way more for Scott 
all of a sudden like he literally gets displaced in time for for him 15 minutes or five minutes or something five hours yeah five, five hours five, hours, five years and then comes back and just nothing is the same five years changed everything you don't you literally weren't here for the world's biggest craziest thing Af- after that we get uh two mixed reviews captain marvel which i feel that it's because it's an origin story they definitely went back it's to a prison. very mundane origin story um but i think once captain marvel 2 comes out just like a lot of the second superhero films people are going to like her more her I character need- is already really cool and the nice thing about this film is it it is it's a female superhero and it came out um for uh sorry I don't know what happened he's just dying he's just dying a little bit I even did my vape so I don't know. <laughs> he's still he's his face I feel so bad I just somebody hug him all right so it was a uh, female uh lead yes superhero and it came out uh uh for women's history month oh that's cool yeah really well timed really well timed um but this got to just the point of captain marvel was to expand the galaxy a little bit more and and bring out yes just a little bit more (laughs) it went from here to here right right but they needed that here to here for Nova. Yeah, Nova's going to be a real game, like real expansion. And the yeah. Eternals. Mm. Yeah. It was just to develop that world more, but also to show... Well, because Nova, he is the person that protects Earth, the the Earth area, because we're in a district, like Green Lantern. Nova is basically Green Lantern. The Nova Corps is like Green Lantern Corps. Where mm. where it spans multiple universes. Explain to okay, so the Nova Core that was not uh, an Infinity Stone. No, that no, they do talk about them. Okay, they talk about them. They show that they show them a little bit. But that engine, right? The core that she got exposed no. to, that she no, it no. was not an Infinity Stone. Can you? Because I did not get it very well. Okay, Nova Core is um. And how did the how did the lady harness it? That part we don't know until later. Okay. Everything is just all of these pieces were slowly brought in between Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok. Mm. That's when we started to get more of the space stuff. Okay. Then Captain Marvel adds just a little bit. One thing that they don't talk about um, is uh, Adam Warlock. Which eventually they're gonna bring uh, him into the story as well as Silver Surfer. Okay. Which is um, which Silver Surfer brings in Galactus, which may be the next big villain. Mm. He is the eater of worlds. He just eats planets. Oh well. He sucks them dry. Crazy. Yeah. So the Nova, the Nova. The Corps. Nova. The Nova Corps is basically like Green Lantern Corps. Oh. Bunch of people policing the universe using mystical. Oh magical shit! Space okay, powers. okay, yeah. my yeah, bad. That's co- that's so the corporation, Nova okay. Corporation. Yeah. Okay, um, but Captain Captain Marvel works like they do, mm. 
where she goes into each universe to help them. Okay. That's why she talks to the Avengers when when um, War Machine's like, lady, lady, just so you know, we all do this superhero stuff, not just you. She's like, yeah, too bad you're not in every single universe, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> oh, point. Oh, Which, as right, a line, right. is very, very speaking of the way they want to portray Captain Marvel. It's not meant to be, like, a negative thing. It's more to be, like, to, like not a negative rebuttal. It's more like... like It just shows it, Earth is right? really small. Yeah. In Earth is extremely scheme small. Scheme of things, yeah. There's yeah. things that are way bigger, like Thanos. Yeah, right. Um. But anyway, so... Captain Marvel, they could have done better with their pacing. Uh, and if they they could have elaborated more into the world. Um, but it, it kind of felt like a movie just to tide you over to the next Avengers. That's that's the thing. And I and my buddy was asking me, like, yo, do you need to watch Captain Marvel uh, in order to watch the end game? My personal opinion you can get away with it you can get away with it but you appreciate her more in the film when you watch her movie yeah and that's what i said i'm like you're gonna you're gonna like her more uh but in you know for the five minutes that she's in the movie yeah but uh, you know if you get some time watch it if you just want to skip it uh do it and want go but but go back and watch it right um but because they, they give a lot of nods that make you feel for other characters. Yeah. Like when she, they're going through the list of people that vanished and she goes and she there's a pause when she sees Nick Fury. Yeah. And you're like, shit, I almost forgot that Nick Fury disappeared. Yeah. Which is why she came here. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, that makes and, sense. And then you go back and you see how close they were. Mm-hmm. Like and then that's why she's like, you ever need anything that just call me. Mm-hmm. But I have to police the universe. Yeah. Right. Because there's nobody else policing the universe. And that's, a, again, that's another thing that happens with uh, the way it was, when it was released. Just like with uh, Ant-Man 2, you don't get the weight of what's going on if you skip the movie. I don't it, think it, it was like, heavily... I, I'm sorry. I don't think that uh, the... They should have had something about her getting in contact with the Nova Corps. Uh, because it wasn't... It wasn't very obvious. Right. You're like, right. why are you going? It, what they, they used this film as just a little note to open up the bigger world. Yeah. Just like they used the beginning of uh, the Marvel origin stories, mm-hmm. like Captain America, First Avenger, Thor, the ones that we don't really care for, mm-hmm. but you still watch it and it made you feel connected to the, uh, the, the new movie, the, yeah, the one right. at the end. Because her movie is almost um, like that in between. Well, her story takes place at the beginning of 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 the whole series. Who directed this one? Um, I can't remember right now. I can look it up though. Who would, who would you guys want to direct the second one? Um, Joss Whedon, James Gunn, and the Russo brothers James, just direct everything, please. Can Russo brothers direct everything? Like, I mean, and James can James Gunn direct the I next like one? I like James Gunn. And I do, then, but I don't think he'd do a really good Captain Marvel movie. Uh, what about the guy who did uh, Age of Ultron? Who was that guy again? 
Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. That's why I said, can yeah. Joss Whedon yeah. do more things? He might do I good. love that man. I would yeah. like to see the Russo brothers, even though they're not, they're going to save the Russo brothers for the big ones, the crazy ones. Yeah. Cause like, I like, I like the other people who can do the more intimate movies. Uh, the Russo brothers are really great at doing these grand scheme movies. But when you really want to get to know the character, uh, I think, Mm-hmm. I think that uh, there are other directors who might do a better job at that. Peyton Reed would probably do a good job with Captain Marvel. He's the one that did Ant Man and Ant Man Two. Yeah, that might be really good. He mm-hmm. I, and he would just do it for because she needs when Captain Marvel. The basically the way they made their origin story made it feel like Green Lantern. So you're like, I've seen it already. And not only that, like she. <sighs> didn't she had like maybe one dimension to herself and that's because they skipped her whole growth yeah yeah you they they jumped her whole training when she was brainwashed i mean when she went through amnesia they skipped all of that which is the growth period of the hero yep they skipped it yeah. they just they just went like this yeah that's it oh yeah here like she's getting her memories drained you can watch it there yeah and that was it i'm like well, you just skipped her whole life, pretty yeah. much. So and I then tried to go back and explain a little bit of it. That doesn't make sense. I don't know Captain Marvel. Yeah, I just you know, know Green Lantern, which is essentially what the <laughs> movie is. I actually didn't I've, watch that. <laughs> no, 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 but I mean, like, like Hal Leonard or Hal Jordan. Sorry, the other one is something. Oh, something. he was John a pilot. Stewart. That's the other one. Yeah, John yeah. Stewart. he was the pilot. Like, Hal Hal Jordan. I'm a pilot. I found a ring. I learned how to use magic, but it's space magic. It yeah. felt it felt like just a regular action flick instead of an amazing Marvel film. Yeah, right. I am That's... really excited um, about her future movie and the little breadcrumb trail we got with the scroll was cool too. Yes, the scroll. See, the crazy part about Captain Marvel is that, well, if you know comic, if you know more about the comics then you like more of the things. Um, but in Captain Marvel, the scrolls are supposed to be very, very evil. Yeah, you told me that. They're, yeah. They're the reason for the first civil so, war. Right. Mm-hmm. They're trying to invade Earth. Mm-hmm. They're the big villain. But they, They're the big villain. What a crazy direction to go. But to they make made them, them human. Yeah, to make they, them the, they the made them, victims. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Thanos. And I am... I'm very excited to see more of this world of Captain Marvel where she's patrolling the universe and she's doing her thing and, and, and seeing different uh, species and getting right. more of her origin story. Part also, of, oh, go ahead. But part of the fun thing about going into uh, questioning space and other civilizations is the reality, which is that as far as writing is concerned, the things that make up a different different civilization generally aren't that far off from what make up our civilization. Like, what if, as an example, an entire civilization is prejudiced against right-handed kids, which happened in real life? Right-handed against left-handed. left-handed. Yeah, but like in real life, it happened when we like when our my parents were growing up. Like, prejudiced against left-handed kids, you just had to learn how to. In school, you just had to learn how to write with your right hand. We were the like, devil. But, like, what if that same thing happened in a different sp- civilization in space? They happen to be purple-skinned, but that's a different story. <laughs> I also just like Brie Larson. 
I'm probably gonna find a girl like her. Brie Larson just to marry. I didn't get to see enough of her abilities as an actress. She's a very charming person and a very charismatic. I yeah, her uh, they right. didn't give her a good script. You didn't yeah, there we go. That's it. It just was not a good script. She was almost like the like a Vin Diesel. Yeah, but, but like female. But, but, but when you when you watch her in interviews and I just watched the interview with her and Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. on Ellen She's funny. And she's freaking she's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's great. Okay. Uh, but her, because of that film, her and Samuel L. Jackson made a made a movie together. Oh, cool. And she directed it and produced it. And it's called right. Unicorn Store, which is on Netflix, which came out April 5th. Dude, right? I'll go but, this is just... yeah, she's, yeah. Um, You know who's also really, like, funny and, like... <sighs> See, I don't think, get okay. She's a uh-huh. celebrity. Don't get mad at me. Okay, uh, adorable, Elizabeth Olsen. She is. Mm-hmm. She's adorable. I really liked her in Scarlet as Scarlet Witch. She's great, but like I, her personality is like she's almost funny. like uh, Stephanie. Uh, I forget her last name, but the, the girl who plays Stephanie Beatrice, the girl yeah. who plays Diaz in Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine. They're just they're just cool people. Completely opposite from like her character. She's like this bubbly, goofy person. The same thing with uh, Elizabeth Olsen. She's well, you hilarious. Know, her sisters are the Olsen twins. I do know that, but Elizabeth is the best Olsen. Yes. I said it. I agree. I agree. Wow. But anyways, so if... <laughs> see, a lot of these... A lot of the films of the, of Marvel, some of... A lot of them are just fillers. Yeah. Just, just to... And... But they can do fillers well. You need to be able to do your filler films well. I mean, Ant Man and, and the Ant Man is a filler is, film. Is a filler. Yeah, 100%. but it's done really well. Yeah, so much that you made the character important. Yeah. See, I just like Captain Marvel from reading comic books. Um, but for people who are only watching the cinematic universe, they didn't make the film important enough. But if you treat it as a filler film. Then you are entertained because Nick Fury is also hilarious. And it. it wasn't a bad filler film. Like you said, like it's really important to have good fillers. Like, it just could look have at been the entire better. 600 episodes of the first Naruto series. Like a lot of the filler arcs aren't good. Like if you saw. <laughs> you just are like, oh yeah, so you watched the first 100 episodes and then you had 500 fillers. Like <laughs> if you saw Captain Marvel during phase one, you'd be like, okay, that was a cool movie. Yeah. Just like all the other phase one movies. 100%. But we had such a long run of phenomenal, not only game changing movies for comic books, but game changing movies in general Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah. You're like, I wanted them to expand more on it. But every, Uh, because we were expecting every movie to be a Winter Soldier and a Black (laughs) Panther and an Ant Man. But Ant-Man was an origin story, and it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal, but that's what we were expecting because of that long run. <sighs> but if you but put, they did it. They did. That's the thing, that they did it with Ant-Man, and you're like, why couldn't you do it with Captain Marvel? Right. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel, uh, I'm excited to... Because I, I, I also was very excited for the concept of Captain Marvel. She's part Cree. She's a full-blooded American who was kidnapped. And- oh, that was... That was the original Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. The that original was, Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they took her to the planet where that guy was from, uh, mm-hmm. Cronin. 
The guy who had the power stone. Chrombopulus? I don't... I can't remember. Chromtopulus. The guy who had the, the power stone in the, Guardians so of the many, Galaxy. So many, you mean Jude Law? So many details, yeah. Jude Law? No, it wasn't I don't, Jude Law. Just too it many. was the blue guy. Oh, well, that's Ronin. Ronin! I added, Cronin. I added an R, a C to it. All right, you little honey badgers. Don't worry. We're going to be giving you your honey fix for this Friday for the Avengers Endgame review. So stop being a crazy fiend for honey and stop biting my arm. I can't give you the thing that you need right now. You're just going to have to wait. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at HSTSC33. Make sure you reach out to the boys and give them any reviews that or any movies that you'd like to review. You can find us on Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber on Facebook, also on Twitter at HSTSC33. And if you're on Vero, you're mogul, right? Up and coming, exploring new social medias. We are at Hidden Shadow Productions. Uh, tell your friends about us. I'd love to meet your friends and have them listen to us. I'm sure they'd enjoy it Enjoy it if they're nerds like these three weeaboos. And uh, send them our way. And, and, and make sure you review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Give us five stars and we'll make sure to give you a shout out on the podcast. Once again, we are Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on Friday. 